I can't with you right now. <laughs> Lizzie obviously can't see him. Javier is now wearing a blanket over his hat, tying a string around it, looking like he's in like Arabian Nights or something. I was going for the biblical look, you know. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. This is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Emphatic today. <laughs> okay, can I just tell you, I'm so glad that we're doing video recording again, because... Getting it just normally it was just getting shouted in my ear, and now I can see you actually getting into it again. So I, I do something like this every time. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed though. I also leaned away from the mic, so I'm learning, I'm adapting, which I appreciate because you didn't actually clip on that one, so that's good. All right, so today we're discussing the movie The Way Back. It was released in 2020 this year and is now available in all digital platforms. It was directed by Gavin O'Connor and written by Brad Inglesby. It starred Ben Affleck, Al Madrigal, Janina Gavankar, and Michaela Watkins. The movie's about Jack Cunningham, a high school basketball phenom who walked away from the game, forfeiting his future. Years later, when he reluctantly accepts a coaching job at his alma mater, he may get one last shot at redemption. So because, guys, this is a still a new very, a very new movie, we'll give each a quick spoiler-free view, uh, a reaction to, about the movie for ourselves, and then a recommendation, would you watch it, would you not? Um, and then we'll jump into our spoiler, full spoiler review discussion after that. So with that said, uh, Mattson, why don't you give it a started? All right. So I saw the preview for this movie and I was excited because it had a basketball premise or at least that's what the previews had me feeling. And it seemed like kind of alcoholism problem. So it seemed to me a story of redemption. Uh, but as I watched this movie, it was a, without giving it a lot away. It, it was similar in some senses there, but it was... Also, kind of not what I expected towards the end, which was okay in my opinion. But to me, the movie is made by Ben Affleck. A lot of these other characters that you kind of rattled off towards the beginning, JJ, I don't find myself remembering them as much as I do the story that is told throughout this movie of Ben Affleck's character from what happened to him in his past to where we kind of end with his current or sorry, present day moment at the end of the movie but the other thing i just want to let our listeners know is i love the music from this movie the the instrumental piano that they had playing during some of these emotional moments really had me captivated to what the story was telling through that music uh so overall i enjoyed this movie is it your fast-paced thriller that's going to leave you at the edge of your seat i would certainly say not it's don't watch it for that but if you want a well-acted movie by a star actor that has a story about learning from your troubles, this is a movie for you. Sweet. Ian, why don't you give us your spoiler-free role? My spoiler-free role is that I knew nothing coming into this movie. I don't think this is a spoiler, but it if you're coming in expecting a basketball-heavy movie, you're, you're going to be expecting the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, my two cents. I think Madsen hit the nail on the head with everything else. Um, it's a slower movie. Um, but that I don't think that necessarily makes it a bad movie. It's um, it's very enjoyable if you like the slower, kind of more detailed approach on like a single character. Cool, Javier. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Matson, and and not just for redemption's sake, because I feel bad about my behavior last time. 
I actually do agree with Madsen <laughs> in the sense that it is a cool like redemption movie and it really doesn't like focus on the basketball itself. It really focuses on Ben Affleck's character, which yeah, it's a slower movie, but I actually really enjoyed it. Wow. Considering it wasn't very fast paced and it wasn't really what I was expecting. So I don't know. I thought of, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm su- I'm surprised just listening to that as you have a, a blanket on top of your hat as you say that. I just It's just been a really cozy day, you know? Maybe I was just in the right mood when I was watching this movie. We're going to come back to your, your spoiler free because I want to know why you really like it when you can talk about it more liberally. But JJ, bring us home. Yeah, so for me, this was a shockingly good movie. I, I was surprised by it, and I say shockingly not because I expected it to be bad, but because I didn't expect what I watched. It really shocked me as I was watching it. I knew very little about it. I'd seen previews in theater previous to movies, so I had a perception of what I thought it was going to be and just goes along with what everybody said, that this isn't a basketball movie. This is a human movie and and it's very character driven specifically on Ben Affleck's character. And it's a lot of weight there, which I loved. I loved how real this movie was and how, you know, it, it didn't beat around the bush in any way, shape or form. To be honest with you, I was shocked when it came in. It is rated R. I didn't know that. That's how little I knew about this movie. They start swearing and I was like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm awake. I'm here. This is no PG 13 coach Carter, right? This is a realistic, gritty movie about you know real life so i thoroughly enjoyed it i recommend people go see it so that's me finishing so we're gonna dive into our very spoiler full discussion now so please if you haven't seen this movie and you want to see it before you hear all about it go check it out now again it's available on all the digital platforms it's not the expensive version anymore you can rent or own it for a very reasonable normal rent or buy price so please go check it out and uh come back and pick up where you left off so let's dive right in guys i'll start this time man this movie threw me for a loop and i absolutely loved it i loved every minute of watching this man hit rock bottom and then continue to well and you enter with him at rock bottom and then you continue to watch him crawl along the bottom for almost the entire movie it hit me the most because it it made sense you could tell like he was rock bottom like you said jj he was always in the bar every day ended in the bar and you were like well why and you started to get little tidbits of things that happened like when he he met the father to start coaching he's like do you have any kids you have a wife and you found out oh you thought he had had an ex-girlfriend actually it, it was his wife that I guess he was still married to. And then he said he didn't have kids. But then you realize, oh, wait, did he have a kid? And then you were like, why are we at this cancer party? And then you realize, wait, his kid died of cancer. And and then they go back to that because this kid you saw then went back into remission. And that moment when he, you can tell he's like, I can't be here. And that music comes in and he just rushes out of the hospital. And you know what's going to happen to him because it's so believable and it is so realistic. He goes back to the bar and he stares at that glass and then he just downs it. And then he's in a downward spiral as his life was so good to that point. And I just it was so believable to me that you felt for him. And as he started to come out of it, I just, I liked the realistic nature of what they portrayed. It felt real. Yeah. I, um, when the movie started and you kind of, you, you figure out that he's an alcoholic, I was like, Oh, what a deadbeat. (laughs) And then you kind of figure out that he's like divorced or separated from his wife. I'm like, I mean, that kind of makes sense, but you're being kind of a pansy by turning into an alcoholic. 
And you find out that his kid died from cancer and that's why he separated and he drinks alcohol to cope with that. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry I judged you for the last <laughs> hour and a half. I, and so like it was a really cool uh, way to introduce his character throughout the entire movie. Like I felt like I really didn't know his character well until the end of the movie. I thought that was cool. Good point. Yeah. And I also think like this movie kind of broke some i don't want to call them rules because they're not rules but like some of the norms like for instance madsen referenced that scene where he um goes to the hospital is it his nephew is there like a friend no it's a so it's a couple that they met at treatment yeah that's what i thought oh okay yeah it's like a support group right so when um they find out you know that uh, he he says, well, I can't handle this. And he heads to the bar and he's looking at that drink. Like I was expecting him not to drink it. Cause that's what most movies I feel like would have done. And he, instead he does. And he starts spiraling back down. And I was a little confused at first because I was like, there's only from that point, there's only like 10, 15 minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, I am really curious where this is going. Cause I don't want to see this end up as just like, and he was an alcoholic the rest of his life. <laughs> And he's like dead in a ditch. He almost was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, I was. So I started. He pretty close, pretty close. So I'm, I'm glad that it was able to kind of go against some of the norms of what you'd expect, but still had an ending that was satisfying in my eyes. Yeah, it, for me, it goes back to what Matt was saying: is it's so real? Because as I was thinking about it, like two things. First, I got to give a shout out to Casey because she figured out that he had a kid die really early because we were watching it. And, you know, you start to piece together that he's got a broken relationship or at least that there's something there that's not right and it's hard on him. And she goes, but his level of alcoholism and his level of depression and everything that you're seeing in those first 45 to 50 minutes of the movie is way too much for just that. Like to, you know, is as blunt and brutal as it is for Javier to go, man, you're being a pansy about that. It's, you know, it's not necessarily incorrect in that it's an extreme response for what seems like a non-extreme situation. We all go through breakups and we handle those differently, but damn, like the way he was drinking was ridiculous. Casey looked at me and she goes, there's a kid involved here. She goes, that to me just is the only thing that would drive that. And I was like, really? He said he didn't have kids. Sure enough. And turns out, and I was like, okay, bow down. You're right. The second piece that really got me with that is that you watch him sober up while he's coaching. They're going through this process of winning. He even stops and he pulls away from the bar. You know, you get that moment of here's his redemption. He's getting it back. But when you think about all these movies that have these guys that go through this redemption arc and whether it's alcoholism or not, you don't change something that large and something that that has that much of a hold on you, like an addiction like that, that without a support system and basketball and coaching a group of kids is not a support system. It's a distraction. It's something that makes you feel good in place of the other thing that made you feel good. So watching the fact that as soon as he got away from that one thing that he had surrounded himself with, that made him feel good. And he goes back into the real world, so to speak, he's right back to that crutch of alcoholism. So I really loved that they went there and they were like, and then you see at the end, thankfully, that he's got started to get himself a support system. He's at rehab. He stays there instead of the – because the other thing I was going to be pissed at is if they showed him at the tournament, right? 
Yeah. And I was like, he's, you know, but no, they, he stays at rehab. He calls the coach, the new coach and says, Hey, you know, please do whatever it was. I'm assuming just tell the kids congrats. And then, but he, and then he goes out and grabs the basketball. But I, I just really loved that realism of you don't fix alcoholism and these kinds of problems by coaching a high school basketball team. You just don't. One thing that I liked on the topic of like his redemption where I don't think sobriety was his redemption. Like they kind of led you to believe the whole movie. His redemption was coping with and properly grieving his son. Right. And like, he kind of mentioned, I should have been here a long time ago, where I think he was talking about like therapy and, and, and really talking through his emotions with his son. Um, so like, I don't feel like I missed out on a character redemption or a character arc. I feel like, they led us to believe that it should have been sobriety, but he was only an alcoholic to cope with his feelings of a son. So like getting to the root of the problem, which wasn't alcohol, the root of the problem was his son, like losing his son. And I just thought that was like, I really like going off of what JJ and Madsen are saying, like the realism of that, that like solving uh, alcoholism or sobriety is not the opposite of alcoholism. It's like that human connection, the learning how to cope with your feelings. That's the opposite of addiction. It's a very good point. Something that I want, two things that I want to highlight, kind of going towards the beginning of the movie, I liked how they showed me that he had an alcohol problem when he, remember you guys, he uh, met with the father about the the coaching job. And then that night he sat at the the dinner table and then they showed him opening his fridge and you saw just a ton of beer. And then he opened up his freezer and then there was that cold one in the freezer. And you're like, okay, like he grabbed the one and then he came back and grabbed there. You're like, oh yeah. Like, and then he came back a third time and I was like, okay, he's thirsty. Like no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom again and then he kept slurring on the phone. I was like, he's not talking to anybody. He's rehearsing this. And then by the end, you get down to like the last beer can. And I was trying to count in my head. I was like, what is that like 24 32 like this dude man. he was chain smoking <laughs> those beer yeah, bottles yeah. <laughs> and he was smoking i was like my goodness this man just just pounded it down but it was a great way to show the in kind of a clever way and you saw more of his personality cuz he, he was fighting this opportunity but he wanted it but he didn't know what to do cuz he probably felt guilty about his past as we found out later i i just love the imagery of that and then the other thing that I wanted to just quickly bring up is I really, again, just wanted to talk about the music, the way that this movie started. If I remember correctly, guys, it was it was a piano instrumental, again, that just just showed some of the scenes, what he was doing. And it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen a movie like this in a while. It started off this way with this imagery. And then throughout key parts of the show, that music came back again and it ended on that kind of glorious scene of him playing basketball with that music again. It worked for me. And that's really what drove the emotional story for me is that connection to music along with the realism. I'm going to nerd out with you here for a second, Matson, because as a music major in college and I, I love music and I, so music really gets me and I, and I love when there's real music, like soundtracks for movies are some of my favorite things, but I pay more attention most of the time to a score with the exception of like, you know, we talked about uh, Remember the Titans, which is just such an epic soundtrack that they don't even need a score. It basically becomes the score. But this movie, just like you said, so that piano, that little intro of music that becomes his theme throughout the movie. What I loved about it is throughout the dark parts, when it started, it was in a minor key. So it's a little heavier. It's a little more somber feeling because you're just getting to know him. 
You can tell without him even saying a word that there's some issues there. He's just trying to get through his day, and then he's drinking constantly. And then as he's doing the basketball and he's having these moments with these kids, um, and even having moments with his family, he has a moment with his sister where he's a little more happy. You know, he's having that time with his nephew, and that music pops up again. They switch it to a major key. It's actually exact same melody it's just a major key so it just got a softer more lighthearted feel to it and then when he goes back to the bar that moment where you guys were talking about he's holding the glass and he's staring at it and then start chugging it he that same melody comes in and it's crazy how the same melody played in different ways and just in a different key can really change that and i loved the way that they use that repetitive but the minor and major changes in the key in order to make you feel the weight of the emotion of he's in a good place or he's in a bad place. It works. So, and then it finished on the same that they started with actually. So I, yeah, I love music and films. I, I think it adds so much. So what'd you guys think of the supporting cast? So I, I know they weren't very heavy in this, but I, you know, I will tell you that the chaplain just cracked me up when he was trying to keep fixing his swearing. Cause he's in there just oh, yeah. ripping ass and <laughs> dropping f-bombs i was like that would be me coaching a high school basketball team like like i could relate to that so i loved that the chaplain kept getting after him but ultimately because they were doing well let him continue and you know busted his ass about it but still let him continue to do his job i love that exchange that they had on the bus when what's his name jake cunningham is that is that yeah yeah Netflix character cunningham was like like do you really think that god gives a shit about what i say to these kids and he's like, well, as Christians, you know, we believe that we need to add the gospel into our daily lives. So, yeah, I do think he gives a shit about what you say to these kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking his language, baby. Yeah, it was a great moment. Great moment. I also like the assistant coach because he brought in kind of this like fucking narc, kind of a goofy, goofy character. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me of what Javier way. was like nice, you know. What like, <laughs> I am nice. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but I, I like the assistant coach. I thought he was kind of an interesting character that was a little goofy, but also trying to just do the best he could with kind of his own situations. And then I think the the wife also played her role really well. There, were, she didn't have a lot to say in a lot of her lines, but I feel like she still was able to act her role very well and bring in kind of show you what they'd been through without actually showing you what they'd been through. I really like her. The actress that plays her, Janina Gavankar. She's not in a ton of things, but everything that she's been in, I've really enjoyed. And I agree with you. And I like the assistant coach. He was, he was really funny. And I like the realism of him as well. Like Javier makes a joke, calls him a fucking narc, but at the same time, like that shit would be real. And it goes back to, again, that realism of, Look, he liked the coach. He wanted to do his best, but the kids have to be the priority in that position, right? So, and then to take that abuse at the end for a second and and still be able to stand and say, look, I gave you a warning. The first time I found beer cans, I told you to knock that shit off. And now you're shit ripped coming to, to you know, practice drunk and late. I was, yeah. So I really appreciated that he, to me, that showed more that he cared about the kids and the coach himself and Cunningham himself than anything else could possibly show. So I really enjoyed that. I'm just going to throw in, I, I did enjoy the sports moments of this film uh, with the team and his speech about, there was that one game where he's like, I don't, it was t- to the team that they ended up beating later, uh, Memorial, that he's like, I don't care like what the hell or whatever he said. I don't care if you lose every game this season. What you do, but 
you have to have heart. And actually, I think is I will not coach a team that has been out toughed. That's such a great speech. Bam! Thank you, Javier. And I love that that scene. But I think, and I think from that as well as when he started to change his demeanor with how he viewed like alcohol and how he set an example for the kids as well. So it was almost like a speech to himself. But I loved all just all the little nuanced personalities of the team, from Brandon, the new team captain, to I think it was Kenny, the headband wearing player. I love the part he had to run suicides or whatever because he got caught with his multiple girlfriends or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, whatever that was about. But just the... I wanted the team to win. I wanted to believe in them. And it culminated during that memorial game towards the end where they had to get that last winning shot when Jackie... Um, uh, ben Affleck's character pulled Brandon, the point guard side, and, and reversed the call and said, no, I want you taking this shot. And it just all made sense to me. And I, I did love that microcosm of seeing the team succeed as Jackie's life was succeeding from that distraction. I enjoyed the sports aspect of this movie as well, besides the realistic aspects of what we've talked about. My favorite character may have been Memorial's coach when they're losing the game. And he's like, Jerry, he's six inches shorter than you. <laughs> he's just slowly losing his mind. <laughs> I also liked that they would stop these basketball games like partway through and just give you the score. Because <laughs> you're like, I can see where this is going. And it's like, boom, they lost. Yep, they lost like, again. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, badly. <laughs> To bring it back to previous podcasts, this is the perfect use of sports in a movie to me. So, like, for example, we talked about Warrior and how the two different stories were distracting me because they leaned so heavily on both sides. And then we ta- I even talked about Friday Night Lights where they leaned into almost too much in my about their personal life. I can't with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you obviously can't see him. Javier is now wearing a blanket over his hat, tying a string around it, looking like he's in like Arabian Nights or something. I was going for the biblical look, you know. <laughs> Anyways, JJ. So with this movie, the sports aspect, even though they 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 marketed this movie to feel like it was a sports movie, right? The typical redemption storyline through sports and coaching. But when you watch this movie, it's not that. The basketball is just another piece of this man's story. So they didn't need to have us watch all the way to the end of every game. In fact, we never saw the end of any game except the one. And so it was, to me, I was like, this is a perfect use of the the sports as a part of life because you get to see that what's we're really watching is this man's struggle through his this time in his life and how that sports this basketball team and coaching it helped lead him to where he can get to recovery because he found something that he cared about more than numbing the pain of losing his child. So this is this to me, I, I wasn't distracted by any of it because I knew why we were watching basketball. I loved it. It's a great point. That was a great point, JJ. I meant Madsen's point, but. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were, uh, I thought you were saying you yourself brought up a great point and I, I agree. Tooting my own horn. <laughs> yeah. How did Matt say, Matt say, how do you toot that horn? How do I toot the Yeah, you well, you were, you did the horn thing that one time when we were the doo, 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 whatever. Uh I mean I like 
<laughs> something like that. Um, I did like his message too to the team about how it's all about the little things. I really like that he, you know, this stop or this, you know, rebound or this block or stealing a pass here, it all adds up. And those little things are what kind of make the difference and trying to apply and then looking at like his story and seeing little things happen that finally led him to a situation in which he could kind of start turning things around. And anyways, I... <laughs> Javier, you're the worst. <laughs> okay. Remember where I said I was glad I could see you all again? I lied. I <laughs> yeah, it's just being it. I made the mistake of having my main video Javier's, so he's lost that privilege. Yeah, I wore I wore a Jurassic Park t-shirt today. Just wanted everyone to know. Nice. Oh, I'm actually I'm gonna put my picture. I'm gonna take a picture with the Jurassic Park DVD and I'm gonna put that on as the captivate picture for me. So you probably should. Yeah. So Ian, I did like your point though. Strong point. My one, I did have one question. So I thought it was interesting. JJ, you kind of referenced it already, but he calls the assistant coach after he's started to go through some rehab and get some help and um, go through some therapy and things. He calls the assistant coach, but they don't actually give us that conversation. And I was kind of curious what each of you guys think that conversation was that happened between Jack and the assistant coach. It was probably Jack threatening him. Like, if you ever tell me again, take both your kneecaps, you know, type of thing. It's my theory, at least. He's not a saint, you know? I think he was probably saying, hey, how's the team doing and such? But wanted to let you know, appreciate you doing the right thing. And I'm starting to change my life. Um, I think it was, uh, yeah, something along those lines. I, To me, my first thought went to he's calling to encourage these kids, telling him he's okay. And then tell him to, you know, he probably told him to give him some sort of pep talk, gave him something to say. Don't mind the death match that's going on behind me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I think. I think he called to tell these kids I say good luck and that I'm thinking of them and go out and kick some ass. Kind of like what your dog's doing to your other dog right now. Fuck, I'm telling you. What about you, Ian? What did you think? No, I think it was along the same lines. Um, I'd like to think it was one of those where, because he had a pretty heated exchange with the assistant coach and the father when they told him, hey, you know what, it's it's not working out, like we can't allow this. So I'd like to think they referenced that conversation and kind of got to see what, what uh, in Javier's words, the narc came the narc's (laughs) actions kind of came back to but now that makes a lot of sense and it was also awesome to see the team like just because you're going through something difficult doesn't mean you can't have a good influence on others and have a good influence on in his case the team and how much that he still meant to those kids even though he may have made some mistakes um that they were still using him as quite the motivator even going into the playoffs well and i love that the one kid he says let's go out and win this fucking game for coach cunningham and the <laughs> the coach had to look at, at the, the you know the, the, the pastor and be like i'll talk to him <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic it was their strong safety the guy the white kid with the ugly hair yeah yeah it was their sunshine sunshine yeah overall i i just really enjoyed this movie i i in fact i want to watch it again like i got really excited and then i haven't been like i always get excited to record these like i do but this one i've been like looking forward to since yesterday afternoon when i watched this movie the first time i was like this i'm excited to talk about this movie like i i just really enjoyed it and i didn't think i was going to so it was a nice surprise for me javier i gotta say i'm surprised you like this movie because i thought it had been too slow paced for you no 
I don't mind slow paced movies. They just have to like have a reason why they're so slow paced. You know, like you can be an interesting movie and not like have an exploding helicopter. We just haven't watched one of those really. <laughs> Till now. Till now. Fair point. No, and I, to be honest, I was glad. I'm glad that you liked it. Like it rebuilds my trust in your movie watching. <laughs> we we can be friends again. <laughs> what what's funny is like this movie made sense of your comments about Warrior, and I'm like, oh okay, I get what JJ was saying because this, you know, I know you just talked about it, but like this is a good use of basketball, but it's not the dominating feature in this man's life. So yeah, I appreciate that. Last thing for me, Matson here again, just wanted one of my last things to be, hey, Javier, to be on Ben Affleck and just how well acted he oh. just the the main character. He was the reason this movie was a great movie. And just the the character arc he put us through, the emotions from when he was drunk to when he was angry to when he was depressed to when he was succeeding. He just did it all so well. And he makes me want to watch this movie again. Yeah, I thought he did really well. I also thought he looked terrible when he was drunk. Like he did a great job at like not only acting drunk, but I don't know if they did like his makeup different or whatever, but his like skin looked really bad. Like his eyes were like puffy. Like I thought they did a really good job at like distinguishing when he was drinking and when he was not. He's also a big human being. He is big, like thick. Yeah, he was like a really thick. I was surprised. I was like, man, this he's big. So fun fact, he part of the reason why he was cast to play Batman is because they needed someone with a big enough head that when he was wearing the Batman suit, it wouldn't look like he had a miniature head with all the extra padding on the suit. So Ben Affleck's head is real big. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's a in general, yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude. I think so to your point, Matson, like he was I got done with this movie and I looked at Casey and I was like, the two, there's two Ben Afflecks in my opinion, and the time frames go back. So I remember watching Ben Affleck movies, and when he was younger, Goodwill Hunting was like the only movie. Like I love ch- old school Kevin Smith movies. Like I love Chasing Amy. I love Mall Rats. I love Glory Days. I love all these movies, Dazed and Confused rather. And I love these movies that he was in, but he was never good. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and be honest about it. Like this man was not good to watch and accepting goodwill hunting i love that character and then he's he like he did armageddon are you shitting me terrible and then shakespeare in love he was awful like there's so many movies that he did that he was bad all the way through the early 2000s even into the to the starting into the mid and late 2000s but in he did a movie and we'll have to do it because it's one of my favorites he did a movie in 2010 called the company men I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. And it was amazing. And ever since then, that was in 2010. Ever since then, I don't think I've seen a movie with him in it that I didn't enjoy him in it. Like his acting is just He's great in the accountant. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Oh, they're you know they're making a sequel of that? Oh, I'd watch that because that's a good movie. Not just for the action, but Ben Affleck did good in that movie. That's what I'm saying. Like everything he's done since 2010, in my opinion, has been on point and really he did I'd like to do the accountant i would too we'll add it to the list he did hollywood land which was really good he played george reeves the actor that played superman originally oh that's right um not christopher reeves george reeves but he did he played him that one was really good that was in 2006 and he did really well but to me the company men stood out as just a massively good movie and ever since then he's been 
on point. And this movie, I looked at Casey, I looked at it, and I said, Ben Affleck in this movie to me was an acting god. Like I looked at him and I felt for him in every moment that he was on the screen. I watched him drink. Now let's be honest, he's an he's a he's a recovering alcoholic in real life. Oh. So that's not something that he's unaware of how to play. Because and I don't know that he was to that extent. Because I can drink. Let's just go ahead and get that out there. We've made the joke that I am a high functioning alcoholic, and for a time I was. I watched that scene you guys were referencing where he has like at least thirty five beers in that fridge, and he hammers down all of them. And he's in the shower every morning drinking. Like there's a point where I just and to be able to play that and then look at it when they're when the doc that guy he calls Doc is carrying him home every night from the bar. Like that level of alcohol, like being drunk. Like I saw him and I went, he's playing that perfectly like he acts like a lot of people i know that are that drunk so it was very impressive all around his performance just was amazing so good point Matson. thanks for bringing that up too because we almost didn't talk about how good he did <laughs> all right so we ready to rate this thing let's do it i will start i'm giving this movie a five Woo. oh this this will probably Whoa. in fact I told Casey when my rental ran out, I'm buying this movie because it's that good. And it's surprising for me that I loved it as much as I did because I'm not usually like a go in and watch a realistic. I like to go to movies to escape to a certain degree. So for me to watch something that's very heavy and very real doesn't usually hit sit with me well. I don't usually enjoy that. But this movie I just loved and it because it was so good on all accounts and done so well. So I give it a five. I will definitely watch this movie again. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Ian. Yeah, um, I'm up there with you. I'm going to do a 4.5. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, it, I didn't know what to expect, and I think that really helped kind of coming into it because if somebody would have built this up as a basketball movie, which I'm really glad that I didn't see a bunch of previews or them trying to build this up as something it wasn't because that would have really kind of ruined my expectations going in. But I loved it. It was great. It was a heavy movie. It was slow, but it was one where you really felt for the character. Can you guys mention how great Ben Affleck did? He did an awesome job and just a very realistic kind of heartbreaking. But yet, you know, you still get to see him kind of have that redemption and and get back on a path to where he wants to be um, and where he can be his best version of himself. And so it was it was an awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. Definitely worth Rewatching, Matson. Oh man, you know, as you guys gave you reviews, I'm trying to think what I didn't like about this movie, and there's nothing I didn't like about this movie. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it a five. The, our first double five, right? Uh, I think we've had a couple double fives. We'll go back, but the, re- the reason being, as I talked about, Ben Affleck just slayed this movie. As we've talked about it, kind of towards the end here. No need to go into that again. The music, the score expertly crafted for this movie the story of redemption uh, just the realism of what this movie portrays i i i kind of knew what to expect with this movie oh i guess i didn't i thought it was going to be more of a basketball movie but i was more than pleasantly surprised i was blown away by what i was given and for that i i can't think of a reason why i would give it a 4.5 or a 4 i want to watch this movie again like jj said like i i'm to the point where i want to watch it this weekend and to me that's always the making of a great movie and what's surprising to me is this is a movie that it is a little bit slower pace it's not as in your face and such but it's just so believable to me and i think that's what's got me coming back so clearly i'm gonna watch again awesome uh is it my turn yes cool so i'm probably gonna come in well i am gonna come in at the lowest rating but 
I'm going to give it a four. It's really a good movie. And I just think about other movies that I've enjoyed that I've thought were just below perfection, which is like A Quiet Place and John Wick. And I didn't quite enjoy it to that level, but I still really enjoyed it. So that's why it's getting a four. Cool. Would you watch it again? Um, I, I don't think I'd go out of my way to watch it again just because it's a really heavy movie and you have to be in the mood to be kind of depressed <laughs> through the whole movie. And that's really hard for me to get on board with. But like, if it was on or someone wanted to watch it, I, I don't think I'd ever say no to watch this movie. Sweet. This is our second highest rated movie ever. All right. So I haven't done it myself in a while. So I'm going to tell everybody where they can find us. That's probably safe because we all screw it up somehow. <laughs> Don't worry, I couldn't get through my intro on this one. So, <laughs> yeah, cinemagical. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> <laughs> we're the cinemagicals. Can you, can you tell everybody this is where they find cinemagical podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Cinemagic. I still can't believe I said that shit. I'm going to have to leave that in now. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So, you can find us social media, Twitter. Our big ones, though, are Facebook, especially Instagram. Facebook and Instagram, you can find us at What's Our Verdict Podcast. Twitter, it's still What's Our Verdict because uh, they won't let us be any longer than What's Our Verdict. So check us out. Come post. Say hi. Tell us what you want us to watch. Tell us what you want us to review next. You can also do that through our email, which is hosts at whatsourverdict.com. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are to be found. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podchaser. So you can find us in all those places. Please, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. That helps us grow the podcast. We'll give you a shout-out if you do. Also, if you're watching on Spotify, give us a follow. That way you'll get instant access once we release the episodes instead of having to wait for them to upload. So we recommend those things. Please also, again, reach out anytime. We love to hear it. Tell us what we do good. Tell us what we do bad. Next, let's talk about that real quick, fellas. Let's let the people know. We are going to do something that's going to absolutely scar Javier. So next week, we'll let you know when through our social media we're going to be watching the possession of hannah grace it was a request from an instagram followers of ours and so we're looking forward to that we appreciate that request um we'll give them a shout out as we move forward with that and get closer to the date but we're going to do something special for this one before we watch it together on a digital watch and then we're going to post some video of reactions things like that on youtube so keep an eye out for that we're also going to do a facebook live intro so as we get ready to watch we're going to talk about it get ourselves hyped up um, as you guys may or may not know through other listens, Javier does not do scary movies. So nope. we're, we're very excited for this and see how this goes. Looking forward to hearing the feedback, but watch for that. That one will be the next one. The possession of Hannah Grace. You guys want to know the scariest movie I've ever seen? Yeah. It is literally a toss up between a quiet place and Disturbia. Wow. wow. Those are not scary movies. With Shia LaBeouf. Oh, no, no, no. I take that back. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre my freshman year of college and literally had nightmares for a week. Oh, Javier. You're, Javier, you're, you are in trouble, sir. Javier, I feel like you need to go buy some ring pops for this movie so you can suck on them when you get scared in the fetal position. Guys, I'm going to need a lot more than ring pops to make it through this movie. <laughs> I'm actually starting to feel a little guilty about this right now. I'm not going to stop it from happening. I'm just going to say I feel a little guilty because I've seen this movie before. And it, it you, the three movies you just told me, oh, boy. Guys, I might cry on Facebook Live. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that part technically won't be live, but JJ will definitely cut that in. 
I will for sure. Oh my gosh. Right alongside me laughing at you for crying. On. I'm actually thinking about where in my house am I going to watch this because I can't watch it somewhere where I can't see behind me. So it's got to be in a corner, but it's got to be in a corner with no <laughs> windows. So no fucking monster can reach through the window and grab me, you know, or a closet. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Bad things happen in closets, man. Yeah. That's the dimension to the freaking uh, the, the, the Beetlejuice place. Oh, I love Beetlejuice. I saw that movie. I love that movie. All right. So can't wait for that to happen. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. This was the review of The Way Back. Go check it out, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye, friends. Cinemagic's out. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinemagic. 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 Yeah, we are. Cinemagic, baby. Jesus. (laughs) Cha-ching, JJ. (laughs) I think I got this recording's outtake. Fuck. All right. Here we go. One more time, because apparently I'm just not on it today.